Hey everyone, welcome to Homer's Dope Nuts, a weekly Simpsons podcast where I, the Simpsons guy, and my co-host, El Ray, discuss and review every episode of The Simpsons ever made. We break down the episodes, discuss some of the references, and try to connect our younger listeners with the Simpsons family and how life has changed since the inception of the show over 30 years ago. We hope you enjoy it and provide feedback as we're always looking for ways to improve the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Homer's Dope Nuts. As always, I am your host, the Simpsons guy, and I'm joined by El Rey. Ahoy, hoy, everybody. <clears throat> I seem to have a little frog in my throat. It right got now. you right at the perfect time. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> you were fine right now. And all of a sudden, there it is. Everybody oh, knows. It happens at the worst possible moment. Yep. But you got through it. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it's not a, a sign of what's to come in the winter. Um, speaking of winter, do you think we're going to have this uh, interruption from summer all the uh, Yeah, winter? I do. It was nice for a couple of days down here. It was nice goes down here. Mm-hmm. And the sun showed up again today. <clears throat> we're back to uh, hot. 96 degrees right now yeah. on the way back. Wasn't good. No. We, got, we got a little spoiled those last days. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But hopefully there's more of that to come. Yep. Okay, so we are here to talk about the next episode of The Simpsons Saga, which is the 10th episode in the 8th season, and it's titled The Springfield Files. And it originally aired January 12th of 1997, many, many moons ago. Yes. This was a big deal episode. I really remember it. Yes, because it was kind of like a little... When uh, worlds collide, right? The X-Files was one of the biggest shows around. Mm -hmm. And of course, Simpsons is also one of the biggest shows around at the time. So Fox decided to uh, pat themselves on the back a little bit. Yep, and see if they could combine the fandoms. Yeah. But, you know, I I like the episode. I do too. Uh I do too. So, yeah, that being said, we get something also in this episode that we have not had in a while. Yes, we do get a chalkboard. And a couch gag. Yes, we do. So um, we get the chalkboard <coughs> gag. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. And Bart is writing, the truth is not out there. Over and over. I'm guessing Bart's a fan of the show. And uh, as kids do, they repeat what they ask they used to do. Yeah. They repeat stuff in school mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Yeah. So, of course, the big tagline for the X-Files is, the truth is out there. Pretty good. good. (coughs) Uh Then we get to the couch gag. We see the family uh, fly in the room with uh, rocket packs, with jet packs, right? Uh Right, So they fly through and they fall on the couch. Maggie doesn't have quite the control that the rest of the Simpsons have, so she's all over the place. But she finally lands on Marge's lap. Safely. Safely, yes. So pretty cool. Yep, that was a cool one. And uh, we're going to open up this episode in a new manner. Because we are face-to-face with one Leonard Nimoy, who seems to be in a dark office, right? And he's sitting on a desk, and he's got a little skull behind him. Uh, he's got a book there and some candles. It looks really intimate here. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> so, we get the intro, right? He's like, hello, I'm Leonard Nimoy. 
The following tale of, of alien encounters is true. And by true, I mean false. It's all lies. But they're entertaining lies. And in the end, isn't that the real truth? The answer is no. <laughs> That's a great answer. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, and by the way, for the youngins out there, man, I hate to be the one that has to say this. Uh, Leonard Nimoy, if you don't know, is of uh, Star Trek fame. <laughs> one uh, Spock. One Spock, yes. Uh, the original Spock. Yes. Um, you all know I'm not a fan. However, I do respect Leonard Nimoy, so it's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> he was the toughest character in that damn show. You know, I have to say, as, as far as I'm not an uninformed <clears throat> hater of Star Trek, mm -hmm. as far as that show goes, if I had to like pick a character that's the coolest one, it is Spock. Mm -hmm. so, I agree. We'll say that. I'll give him that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Nimoy continues, right? Our story begins on a Friday morning in a little town called Springfield. Right? So then, kind of like turns into the little book, right? Yeah, yeah, we see the book and it turns in, like the picture starts moving, right? It takes us into the story. Uh huh. Right? And, um, you know, we see Homer at the power plant, right? And he is celebrating the fact that it's Friday. And he tells Lenny and Carl that he's off to Moe's. And Lenny says, wait, it's 10 a.m. What the hell, right? And Homer just says, you know, I have a plan to sneak out of work. <laughs> and he says, I saw this in a movie about a bus that had to speed around the city, keeping with speed over 50. And if its speed dropped, the bus would explode. I think it was called the bus that couldn't slow down. <laughs> of course, uh, the name of the movie was Speed. That's a good movie. Yeah, it was uh, one Keanu Reeves in there. And Sandra Bullock. Yes. That's a, I mean, if that's not a 90s powerhouse of a cast right yeah, there. Yeah, power duo right there. Yep. Okay, uh, Keanu's still drawing the crowds today. Yes. Yes, yes. And uh, Sandra Bullock is aging like wine. Yes, so. she is. <laughs> uh, so Homer shows them how he's going to do this, right? So he, he pulls out a VCR and he connects a cable to the back of the surveillance camera, and he puts an old VHS tape uh, of him, Lenny, and Carl in Sector 7G. And uh, this is kind of ridiculous because they all dress like in the 70s, right? Yes, this is super old footage. Yes. Apparently, right? Or it's like a costume name. Yeah. Right? Homer but has hair. Old, yeah. Has hair, they're all dressed in disc, they're all like disco stoop. Basically, uh, is it Carl has a big old fro? Yep, yep, they're uh, dancing around, and the, the tape just keeps looping. Those two that we see a donuts, and then we see them talking by the desks, and then we see them dancing around, and then it goes back to the donuts, back to talking, back to dancing. And it's not a seamless change either, no, it's, it's very obvious, it's very harsh. And, uh, of course, who's watching this? Mr. Burns, right? Mm -hmm. And so he's sitting there with uh, Smithers, and man, the writers took a risk with this. Yes, right? they so, did. Yeah, so Mr. Burns is like, so another Friday is upon us. What will you be doing, Smithers? Something gay, no doubt. And Smithers is like, what? what? Like, you know, lighthearted, fancy free. Mothers, lock up your daughters. Smithers is on the town. <laughs> exactly, sir. <laughs> man, that was a good joke. Yes, it was. And so, man, they just saved came them. came right out. Yep. Mm -hmm. So we cut to the retirement castle, and we 
we see Jasper, right? And he's there with uh, Mrs. Glick. Mm-hmm. And they're getting their um, the tray in front of them with their pills, right, yep. for the day. And Jasper says, thank God it's Wednesday. And he takes his pills. Mrs. Glick goes, it's Friday. And she takes her pills. And Jasper goes, uh, uh-oh, wrong pills. And hair just grows all over his face. And Doesn't he kind of look like a goat person? Yeah, he does look like, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. pretty much. And he's like, uh, a little help. Because <laughs> that's not a good uh, situation to be in. Yeah, I don't know what Ms. Glick could do to help him out. There's no, yeah. Yeah. So then we go down to the Noiseland Arcade, and we see one uh, gorilla sitting down. Kind of looks like Donkey Kong, doesn't it? Yes, it, it is Donkey Kong. It's yeah. supposed to be Donkey Kong. Because we see a sign that says, meet Donkey Kong in person. And then we see... Uh, no one there. No, no one is lined up to meet Donkey Kong, right? And then this middle-aged worker walks by. He says, you know, you're just not a draw anymore to Donkey Kong, right? And then Donkey Kong picks up a barrel that's around and hurls it at his head. And then he impresses that guy. Yeah, he says, oh, hey, he still got it. Because <laughs> he got clunked by that barrel. Yes, he and so we uh, cut to inside the arcade, and we see our friend Millhouse. And uh, man, I had totally forgotten about this movie until I rewatched the episode <laughs> a while back. You, you, you were lucky then. Huh? Yeah. You were a lucky individual. Um, he's playing the game. I mean, this happened a lot. It doesn't really happen as much anymore, does it? That happens with a few. Yeah, a few big movies. things, but not not they a lot. Used like to they used to do video games when the movies came out all the time. Yeah. And so he is playing the game for Waterworld. Yes. Yeah. And it's 40 quarters to play the game. Mm-hmm. Just to start. Just to start. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Millhouse is there mm-hmm. feeding this machine quarters. And he's, we hear him counting 38, 39, 40 quarters. This better be good. And so he presses start. And the character, who's the main actor in that one again? Is it Costner? Kevin Costner. Costner, right? Takes like two steps. And then it says, game, game over. Please deposit 40 quarters. Mouse is pissed. He's like, what a rip. So he hesitates. And then he starts feeding it quarters all over again. How much money did they give this kid? Because uh, 40 quarters, that's $10. He's going to play 20 bucks just to play. God damn. That's a lot. Right? It is. Okay, so then we get to Dr. Hibbert in the hospital. It's like, thank God it's Friday, as he's leaving and locking up, right? And uh, as he locks up and turns off the light, we see one Hans Molman in the other room behind the x-ray machine. Yeah, and it's on, so you can see his bones and everything on yeah. the screen. Uh-huh. And he's just like, hello, as Dr. Hibbert takes off. Uh-huh. I mean... That can't be healthy, all that cause all that radiation over yeah. the weekend. Nah. He's already a shriveled up old prune. I know, it's crazy. Yeah. And so uh, we cut to this scene, right? And it's a living room, right? A very decorative one, right? Mm-hmm. And we kind of zoom out. It's part of a magazine. This is better. Uh, there's a magazine called Better Homes. I don't know if it's still Better one. Homes and Gardens. Yes. Uh-huh. But this one is Better Homes Than Yours. <laughs> Great, right? Yep. And it's laying on the table. And we zoom out more. And it's it's a garbage being picked up by Marge, right? Who's looking at the house. It's filthy. It is filthy. So she sees Santa's little helper chewing up a chair. She goes, bad dog. Then she sees Snowball scratching up the couch. She goes, bad cat. Then she sees this fawn licking something. 
She goes, Brad Vaughn. I'm like, wait, what, what just happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently somebody let a deer into the house. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so she shoes him away. And we cut to Bart and Lisa who are in, in the living room watching TV. And yes, that man, this takes me back. So Lisa's like, all right, it's time for ABC's TGIF lineup. Right. It was a thing. It was a thing. It was a thing. Everybody watched. Nowadays, kids wouldn't understand. No. Because everything, they watch everything streaming. Exactly. So Bart goes, Lise, when you get a little older, you'll learn that Friday is just another day between NBC's Must See Thursdays and CBS's Saturday Night Crapple-Rama. So they've mentioned all the major stations and they only threw shade on them. Yes. <laughs> And so we cut to uh, Moe's, mm-hmm. right? And we see Homer. And he tells Moe that he wants something more exciting than his usual duff beer. So Moe says, oh, okay. Um, try this doof, right? Well, all he does is put two little, two little dots over the U's on the duff beer, and he hands it over to Homer. Yep. He's like, this is doof, direct from Sweden. Mm-hmm. And Homer shouts, Skull! And she takes he takes a drink and he says, Hey, this is just duff. Yeah, and Homer knows it's duff. Mm-hmm. And so Mo says, Fine, he gives him a real new brand called Red Tick Beer. So Homer takes a swig. He's like, Hmm, bold, refreshing, and something I can't quite put my finger on. And so we cut to the brewery. Yes. They make the stuff, right? Uh-huh. And we see dogs swimming in the tank where they have the beer that's uh-huh. brewing it, right? And we see the man, the tester, right, the brewmaster, he takes a little sip of it and he goes, hmm, needs more dog. Gross. Very, very gross. So after Danny, uh, after he downs quite a few red tick beers, he says, well, it's 1 a.m., better go home and spend some quality time with the kids. Oh, my God. He thinks his kids are awake by at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. And so Mo's like, nope, you're not going anywhere until you take a breathalyzer test, right? Oh, Mo cares. Yes. So Homer takes them, takes it, right? He's not tipsy. He's not soused. He's not stinking. But he's Boris Yeltsin level drunk. That's a high level drunk right there. Yes, that's a Russian politician, kids. Yeah. Russians are legendary for their ability to drink beer. Well, drink, period. Yeah, period. So, yeah, Boris Yeltsin, a very known big drinker. Drunkard, yeah. Yes. Um, and so he's like, eh, I guess I'll walk home. And so he does. Uh huh. So he wanders around, and I guess he gets confused because before you know it, he's in this park, and it's very dark. There's a lot of leafless trees, right? And then we hear some howling dogs. It's very creepy. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, the psycho music starts playing. Then, ee, 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 ee. Uh-huh. Yeah, that violin, the strings, whatever it is. And uh, a bus pulls up, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this noise is coming from the bus of the uh, Springfield uh, Philharmonic Orchestra. Right? Orchestra, right? They're all playing in the bus. How big is this downtown? I know, right? They got a bus specifically for the Philharmonic Orchestra? I like, it's funny how the bus stops and the one violinist gets off and she's still all the way to her house. So Homer's scared and he starts to run aimlessly, right? And then he stops in front of a billboard that says die in it, right? And Homer 
freaks out. He's, ah! And then, so we see that there's a tree, uh -huh. and the wind blows, and then the tree moves. It doesn't say die. It says diet. And that freaks out Homer even more <laughs> than the thought again. of dying. Yeah, he screams again. Ah! Uh -huh. <laughs> die, die. That's such... That's one of the great jokes yep. in the lore. He's more afraid of a diet than he is to die. Yep. So then he runs through the bushes and he runs into his dad. Right? Yeah. What the hell is Grandpa doing out there? Yep. So Grandpa pops like, oh, son, I'm glad to see you. I went for the morning paper and I got lost. And, <laughs> Homer, and Homer goes, no time for you, old man. And he pushes him away and he keeps running. So bad. Oh, my God. Poor Grandpa's been lost in the woods since he... Tried to get the morning paper. paper. It's already night. Homer oh. left at 1 a.m. 1 a.m., yeah. <laughs> it's going to be 24 hours for Grandpa to be out. Yeah. Almost. Damn. So Homer plows through all of the branches and plants that get in his way until he runs across a log in the middle of, like, it's foggy. It's really foggy, right? Um, and then we hear an owl hooting. <laughs> and Homer trips over the branch. And then we hear a very familiar theme. Yes, the iconic X-Files song. Oh, mm. so good. And he sees a green glowing figure with a huge head, big eyes, right? A very skinny body. Mm -hmm. And Homer's like, please don't hurt me. And in a very gentle voice, we hear the being go, don't be afraid. And what does Homer do? He freaks out. He's like, yeah! He runs through the field, and while he's running, he writes in, yeah, <laughs> as he's running. I like how he, at the for the exclamation point, he, he jumps at the, uh, <laughs> for, for extra emphasis. Yep. And then he keeps going. Yeah. I would have had the same reaction. I don't care about thing, whatever that thing said. Yeah. Don't be afraid. I'm going to freak the hell out. Oh, yeah. And so we cut to black right there. And we come back, and it's Homer bursting through the door of his bedroom. And he's panting, and he's freaking out. And Marge wakes up. And so she's like, Homer, it's 2 a.m. What happened? And I was like, it was an alien, Marge. It appeared in front of me and said, don't be afraid. And Marge starts waving her hand in front of her nose because Homer has been drinking. She's like... Have you been drinking? No. Well, 10 beers. <laughs> I love how nonchalant he is. Yeah, 10 beers. Yeah. Wow. Just 10. And so we cut to the next morning, and Homer is telling the tale. Where he's like, I'm telling you, I saw a creature from another planet. And Lisa's like, maybe you just dreamed it. And Homer says, oh, yeah? Well, when I came to, I was covered with a sticky, translucent goo. Explain that. And then Marge turns around and says, more sausage? Start oh, drooling, and we see his drool come out. And of course, that's a slick, uh, the, the translucent goo yep, he was talking that, about. That explains that. Mm. So Lisa goes, Dad, according to Junior Skeptic Magazine, the chances are 175 million to one of another form of life actually coming into contact with ours. So it's just that people who claim they've seen aliens are always pathetic, low lives with boring jobs. Oh, and you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> she realized it. Oh, by the way, uh, I don't know if you saw this in the news today. Bigfoot? 
Yeah. You saw I that? Did. You saw the video? Apparently, somebody caught Bigfoot on video from a train or something. Yeah, you saw the video? I did. It kind of kind of like convinces you a little bit. You wish it would. It was like one of those better cameras that you could see everything yeah. clearly. But it was like I told a like I forget who I told. It's like it's either Bigfoot or it's a guy in a in a ghillie suit. Yeah. It's one or the other. But it did look uh, strange. Yes. I don't know, man. It's hard to believe stuff now. Everything's so easily fake. I know, but like, like I said, but it could man, be a guy in a ghillie suit. You never know, right? Mm-hmm. And so, <clears throat> yeah, Bart's... <laughs> Bart jumps in. He's wearing a bike helmet, and he's got like these googly eyes taped on him, mm-hmm. and he's got antennas on his bike helmet. He's got this ray gun. He says, hi, I'm the thing from Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good joke. Uh-huh. And of course, Homer says, oh, it's Bart. I can't believe it. I'm being mocked by my own children on my birthday. <laughs> Bart's like, it's your birthday? Homer goes, yeah, remember, it's the same day as the dogs. And Lisa goes, is that his little helper? It's your birthday? Oh, we've got to get you a present. And then she starts petting him. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And then Bart goes, cuddles with him, too. He's like, we love you, boy. And then Marge comes in. She's like, good doggy. Good dog. And Homer's just alone at the table at this point, right? Yeah, he's like, lousy, lovable dog. <laughs> it's his birthday, too. I know. Mm-hmm. So then we see Homer telling his tale at the Springfield nuclear power plant. Yes. And so he's like, oh, it was awful. They sent me on a cold metal table then prodded me with humiliating probes. And then, oh, wait, that was my physical. <laughs> so the guys, yeah, they leave him alone, right? Next thing we know, we see him at the police station telling Wiggum his tale. That alien has a sweet, heavenly voice, like Urkel. He appears every Friday night, like Urkel. And that's when Family Matters is a big show. <clears> yes. And, of course, Urkel was the big-ass nerd. Yep. But he was the main character of the show. Or unless he was Stefan Urkel. Yes. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> His alter ego. Man, I need to rewatch some of those episodes. Yeah. That was a good show back in the day. And so Wiggum tells him, well, your story is very compelling, Mr. Jackass. I mean, uh, Simpson. So I'll just type it up on my invisible typewriter. He picks up his arms and he starts typing the air. <laughs> and Homer's like, you don't have to humiliate me. And he walks off and we see a guy kind of like looks like he's covered in like dirt and smoke stains, right? Yeah. And he's got his lighter and he's constantly playing with it. And he sits down and is like, I just torched the building downtown and I'm afraid I'll do it again. And Wiggum says, oh, yeah, right. I'll just type it up on my invisible typewriter. He just goes all over again. Yeah, Clancy ain't a good guy. Yeah, he ain't trying to do no work. Nope. So next thing we know, we're at the FBI, specifically at the Division for Paranormal Activity. We look inside the office. There's a picture of J. Edgar Hoover wearing a lady's dress. Yeah, and then there's like Bigfoot and aliens and all kinds of stuff. But uh-huh. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, it's a very popular rumor that J. Edgar Hoover liked to uh, dress in women's clothes. Is isn't don't most people believe that as fact? Yeah, most people believe that's fact. And but here's the you know conditions to that. That is not in modern times. That was back in. Uh, like in the 40s and the 50s and stuff. Like, yeah, 
It's a different time to be wearing women's clothes. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, he was the uh, head of the, the agency. Yeah, head of the FBI. He, he was one of the most feared ones, wasn't he? Yes. Mm-hmm. Presidents were afraid of that guy. That yeah. guy had files on everyone. So anyway, so we see uh, <clears throat> a redhead working at the computer, which is, of course, right, Scully. Mm-hmm. And then we see her partner show up. And he shows her newspaper about Homer's alien encounter, which is, of course, of course uh, Mulder, mm-hmm. right? And he tells her there's been another U- uh, another unsubstantiated UFO sighting in the heartland of America. We've got to get there right away. And Scully goes, well, gee, Mulder, there's also this report of a shipment of drugs and illegal weapons coming to New Jersey tonight. And he goes, he just scoffs. I hardly think the FBI is concerned with matters like that. <laughs> I think that's exactly what they should be concerned yeah. with, right? So then we go to this, back to the Simpsons house, and uh, Mulder knocks on the door. Marge answers, and uh, they identify themselves. You know, they they break out the, the their badge uh, so they can see that they're actual FBI agents. But we see that uh, Mulder, above his badge, is a picture of him in a Speedo. Yeah. With himself. That's yes. hilarious. Uh-huh. Nice touch there. Marge starts to panic because she thinks they're there to arrest her because she took a pen from the post office. She is such a square. Yeah, she's like, I swear I didn't know I put it in my purse. I was going to bring it back and the dog chewed it up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mulder tells her that they're here for Homer. So Marge still panting, brings them in, right? And then we go to the FBI Springfield branch. Mm-hmm. Apparently there's a branch in Springfield. Yep. And uh, Mulder and Scully, and they're telling Homer to pick out from a lineup the alien that he saw. And the lineup is Marvin the Martian, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gort from the Day the Earth Still. Mm-hmm. Chewbacca, of course, from Star Wars. Alf, right? Yep. From the show Alf. And we don't know if it's Kang or if it's Kodos. Yep. Right? It's one of them. And neither one, none of them are the alien that Homer saw. And then we see uh, Marvin the Martian. Ooh, this makes me very angry. Which is, of course, this is catchphrase. I love Marvin the Martian. Yes, me too. (laughs) And so, now we cut to another room, and uh, they're doing a polygraph test on Homer, right? And there's like a guy in the back in the shadows having a cigarette and stuff. Right, and so Scully says, all right, now we're going to run a few tests. This is a simple lie detector. I'll ask you a few yes or no questions, and you just answer truthfully. Do you understand? This is my, one of my favorite moments here. Homer answers yes. <laughs> and the polygraph machine explodes. Because he did not understand a uh, damn thing she said. my goodness. And so we have another test, and Homer is sitting in a little medical room. Uh-huh. And they do the reflex test where they hit you on the knee. Yep. So they hit him on the knee. We just have this big time lapse, right? We see the the, the arms on the clock moving and stuff. Yeah. And then Homer's like, finally moves, and he goes, how? <laughs> bad reflexes. Yeah. Really bad. So next thing we know, we see a bunch of wires attached to him while he's running on a treadmill in his underwear. <laughs> and this is not a good sight because he is just sweating and Flabbing around everywhere. Yes. Uh, there's worlds moving everywhere, right? Yeah. And Mulder goes, wait a minute, Scully. 
What's the point of this test? He goes, no point. I just thought he could stand to lose a little weight. And Mulder goes, his juggling is almost hypnotic. She's like, yeah, it's like a lava lamp. I think that's my favorite line of the episode. His jiggling is almost hypnotic. Oh, man. Uh, so next thing you know, <laughs> they take their investigation to Moe's. Yeah. And so they're all sitting there at the bar. And Mulder's telling him, all right, Homer, we want you to recreate your every move the night you saw this alien. Homer goes, well, the evening began with a gen- at the Gentleman's Club where we were playing, discussing Wittenstein over a game of backgammon. And Scott says, Mr. Simpson, it's a felony to lie to the FBI. We were sitting in Barney's car eating packets of mustard. Are you happy? <laughs> so, oh, God. And so we, some time goes by and Homer is drunk, right? He gets as drunk as he was the, that night. By the way, this is Homer eating packets of mustard as a fully employed man. Yeah. Imagine what he would do if he was homeless. Who knows, man. Mm-hmm. And so he's so drunk that he makes a pass at Scully. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you are one fine-looking woman, lady. If I wasn't married, I'd go out with you like that. And he hits his bottle right on the bar. And the beer comes out and spills, right? Yeah. He's like, I am so sorry. Whatever you do, don't tell Marge. God, I love her. I, hey, a penny. And he jumps to the floor. He <laughs> is God, man. Yeah. So, Saying some dumb things. <laughs> yeah. So Mo walks up to them and they introduce themselves as FBI agents. We see his, uh, <laughs> His uh, speedo picture again, yeah. along with the badge, and Mo freaks out, and he goes to the back room. Mm-hmm. And in the back room, there's two men with a huge killer whale throwing water on it, trying to keep it wet. Right, mm-hmm. and and Mo's like, "Okay, they're on this. They're on this. Get him out of here. Get him back to SeaWorld." <laughs> so Homer continues to waste the time of the FBI agents. Right, and he's like, "So I says." Blue M&M, red M&M, they all wind up the same color at the end. That's so gross. Yes, it is. And so, Scully tells Homer, like, lead them to the next, you know, point of your night, right? So they wind up in the park, and Homer points to the woods. He's like, that's where it happened, right? And just at that moment, there's a rustling in the bush, and they all freak out, right? Scully cocks a gun, and... It's Grandpa. Again. <laughs> yes. Oh, for the love of God, help me. I've been here four days, and that turtle's got all my teeth. We see, we look down, and we see a turtle with his dentures in. There he is. And the turtle's walking away while Grandpa is chasing it down. And he's going just as slow as the turtle, right? He's like, mm. come back here, you. Slow down. I'll get you. It's a sad sight, man. By the way, I, I got to give Grandpa props. He survived? Well, no. He, he got the S sound without any teeth. Ah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Good as <to> Grandpa. <laughs> and Scully goes, this is the worst assignment we've ever had. The most is worse than that time uh, we were attacked by the flesh-eating virus? And uh, Grandpa... We, we interrupts like because he gets bit, he gets bit by the turtle. <laughs> oh, it bit me with my own teeth. And she says like, no, 
This is much more irritating. <laughs> so Scully decides she's seen enough and she leaves. Mulder's about to follow, but he stops to give a speech. But somewhere out there, something is watching us. There are alien forces acting in ways we can't perceive. Are we alone in the universe? Impossible. When you consider the wonders that exist in, exist all around us. And we see that it's nighttime now. Everyone's, he's, yeah. he's, been, he's been at this for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's alone in the park. Mm-hmm. Right? He keeps going. Voodoo priest of Haiti, the Tibetan numerologist of Appalachia. That makes no sense. And the unsolved mysteries of unsolved mysteries. The truth is out there. In their line, uh-huh. right, and and behind him, we see Mo and the two men from earlier hauling away that a uh, killer whale, right? And Mo's like, "Oh, who thought a whale could be so heavy?" And then he sees Mulder's like, "Jeez, it's the fence." <laughs> what is Mo doing with a whale? Man? I have no idea. So next thing we know, Homer is talking to Marge in bed. Oh, Marge, I've never felt so alone. No one believes me. Uh, this is the part where you're supposed to say, I believe you, Homer. And Marge says, I don't believe you, Homer. You do? Oh, Marge, you've made me so happy. Mm, you're not listening. You're only hearing what you want to hear. Thanks. I'd love an omelet about now. Oh, my God. <laughs> so uh, then we see Marge trying to wake him up. Right? She's like, I try to be supportive, but this has gone too far. Please, just let it be. Homer goes, no, I can't. This is my cause. I'm like that guy who single-handedly built the rocket and went to the moon. What was his name? Apollo Creed? (laughs) That's a great joke. Oh, my God. That's funny. And so Homer's upset, right? Homer leaves the bedroom, right? He's at the breakfast table. And Bart comes in. He's like, hey, Dad, what's what's the word with uh, Planet Crackpot? (laughs) And Homer goes, oh, I suppose you're going to mock me, too. Bart says, well, actually, Dad, I believe you. You do? Yes, I do. You seem so damn sure. Thank you, son. And do you think you can stop the casual swearing? Hell yes. That's my boy. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, Homer tells him that this Friday we're going back to the woods and we're going to find that alien. Bart goes, what if we don't? We'll fake it and sell it to the Fox Network. And Bart laughs. They'll buy anything. Wow. Throwing digs at their employers. Well, they did have some duds of shows back then. Yeah, they did. I think one of the most infamous ones is uh, they were going to, remember, open like a movie tomb on live TV. Oh, yeah. Was that Geraldo? No, that was Al Capone's world. Yeah, that was Al Capone's world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, yeah, the Geraldo one was. Yeah, pretty, pretty crazy. Look that up, guys, if you've never seen it before. And son, uh, and then Homer jumps in. He's like, now, son, they do a lot of quality programming, too. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, killed me. <laughs> oh, my God. So we go back out to the woods again, and we see three frogs. Yes, the Budweiser frogs. One goes Bud. The other one goes Wise. And the other one goes Err. Man, that was huge. Yes, back in the day. I mean, Bud Light had a bunch of iconic commercials back yeah, in the day. they did. The What's Up, yeah. man, they had some good ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love this joke because the frogs are there, and then we see this like crocodile come out of the, the water and eat all of them in one bite. 
and you just whack, and you just hear cores. <laughs> like that's hilarious. Uh-huh. So not too far away we Does that count as the uh, Simpsons predicting the future a little bit? But yeah, but what uh, Bud Light. Cores is coming out on top a little yeah, bit. <laughs> yeah. Well the I guess you could count it because they are no longer the number one beer in America. Yeah, that's crazy. Be not sold by cords and stuff. Anyway, so I, yeah, I forgot about that. Right? What's the number one beer now? Modelo. Yeah, I believe Modelo. Modelo. Yeah. Yeah. And so after we see that, uh, we see Martin Homer. They're camping out <laughs> with a bunch of stuff that belongs to Ned. Because <laughs> he says property of Ned Flanders all over. <laughs> so good. So uh, Bart goes, "Hey, Dad, can I have a sip of your beer?" Now, son, you don't want to drink beer. That's for daddies and kids with fake IDs. <laughs> so Homer suggests a ghost story instead. Later, we see Bart with a flashlight pointing at his face. And he, he keeps going. And this is how much college will cost for Maggie. And Homer's like, ah! <laughs> And so we get to later. Homer and Bart are sitting there by the fires making marshmallows, right? And they're having a good time. And then we hear the X-Files music start up again. And the green glow comes out of the trees. And Homer sees the alien again, right? And so does Bart. Mm -hmm. and the alien comes out. I bring you peace. And Homer says, as a representative of planet Earth, let me just say. And his foot gets caught in the campfire. And he's like, ah, 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 ah. He's all screaming in pain. So he beats out the fire, and by the time he put beats it out, the alien has run away. Mm -hmm. And of course, Homer is upset they don't have any proof. Yes. But then Bart says, yes, we do. And he has a camera with him, right? Property of Ned Flanders. <laughs> right? And so Homer and Bart jump up and down in joy. Right? Mm -hmm. And we cut back to Leonard Nemo. Mm -hmm. This time. And Nemo goes, and so, from this simple man came the proof that we are not alone in the universe. I am Leonard Nimoy. Good night. And then we hear the teenager off camera going, uh, Mr. Nimoy, we have 10 minutes left. And uh, Nimoy goes, oh, oh, fine. Let me uh, just get something out of my car. And he runs off, and then we hear the engine start and the car peel out. Right? And then the kids are like, I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> uh, so next thing we know, the next scene opens up with Kent Brockman. Yes. Tonight on Eyewitness News, a man who's been in a coma for 23 years wakes up. And uh, he's like, do so the guy wakes up, right? They show him, he's like, do Sonny and Cher still have that stupid show? And Kent's right there. He goes, uh, no, she won an Oscar and he's a congressman. Man says, good night, turns over and dies. <laughs> man, that's a dated joke, man. Yes, it is. And so Ken continues, like, but first her first ET phone Homer. Simpson, that is. <laughs> Local man Homer Simpson, shown here with his tongue stuck to a lamppost, has given us this videotape. <laughs> I love the stock footage. They have like, like the worst pictures <laughs> of them ever. So good. So they pop the tape in, it's kind of blurry. And then we see the little green alien pop out, right? And Kent says that they just had an encounter of the blurred kind. Mm -hmm. And so he asked the audience, the alien has appeared in the same Springfield pasture, 
past two Friday nights. Will it appear again this Friday? The entire Channel 6 News team will be there, except for Bill, the boom mic operator who's getting fired tomorrow. The boom <laughs> mic falls and hits him in the head. He's like, very unprofessional, Bill. Hey, I would have done the same thing. I don't blame yeah. Bill at all. Why bring it up? Right? On live TV. Why bring it up, yeah. Lisa still isn't convinced about this, though, and they, she thinks that there has to be a logical explanation, and she doesn't believe that anybody in town is going to believe that they actually saw an alien. Just as she says that, the doorbell rings, Homer answers it, and it is a bunch of people that are there to support Homer, right? Yeah. And uh, Homer's like, well, I guess I'll answer any questions you have about the alien. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Dr. Hibberson's like, is the alien carbon-based or silicone-based? And then Homer's like, uh, the second one, xylophone. Next question. And then Barney's all drunk. He's like, is the alien Santa Claus? Oh, uh, yes. And Ned's are, uh, were you on my roof last night stealing my weather bane? This interview is over. <laughs> and he slams the door as he goes in the house and a weather vane falls off the, falls off the roof. <laughs> Oh, that answers that question. Yep. And so we we um, cut to Sunday, right? And Reverend Lovejoy has based the sermon on Homer's encounter. Right? Like, I remember another gentle visitor from the heavens. He came in peace and then died, only to come back to life. And his name was E.T., the extraterrestrial. I love that little guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was a good one. Yes, it was. So later that Friday, uh, we see the town setting up a bunch of uh, little booths, yeah. uh, playing music. They're selling shirts uh, because they're out there. They're setting up, it's, it's like a little festival for the alien, I think. Right. Even Mr. Arnold's out there with the band uh-huh. in a Close Encounter. Yeah. And uh, I love Jimbo here. Jimbo standing out there with a sign. It's like, alien dude, need two tickets to Pearl Jam. <laughs> and we see one Leonard Nimoy getting a hot dog. Yes. And so Bart's like, Leonard Nimoy, what are you doing here? And he goes, wherever there is a mystery and the unexplained, cosmic forces shall draw me near. Bart's like, uh-huh. And then we hear the, the guy at the hot dog's like, hey, Spock, what do you want on your hot dog? <laughs> And, Sp- and Nemo just goes, surprise me. He's like, uh, okay. What does he put on it? Is it looks like, no, lettuce, I think it's like sauerkraut. Okay, fair enough, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, uh, Homer is trying to prove to Lisa he's talking to her that he's being respected, right? Because there's shirts that say Homer was right. Yeah. So. And then the guy goes, uh, the, the, the Homer was wrong t-shirts. Homer's a dope t-shirt sold out in five minutes. <laughs> And we see Maggie and Marge wearing the Homer is a dope t-shirt, right? And Homer's like, Marge, how could you? And Marge's like, these shirts are 100% cotton. And look at this fine stitching on the word dope. And Homer's like, I'll take two. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And so this is going on. The clouds gather. The music starts playing again. And then the alien returns. And everybody's freaking out, right? Marge is apologizing to Homer for doubting him. It's crazy. Yeah, but the alien in front of everybody. I bring you love. Dr. Hibbert's there smoking a cigar. He's like, is that the love between a man and a woman? 
the love of a man for a fine Cuban cigar. <laughs> uh, I bring you love. And so Lenny says, <clears throat> it's bringing love. Don't let it get away. Carl jumps in, breaks it, break its legs. <laughs> and so the town, like, everybody's coming out, right? It's going to attack the alien. Uh, and Lisa stops them, right? Mm-hmm. And then Lisa says, it's not actually an alien. And she shines a flashlight on him. Mm-hmm. And it's Mr. Burns, right? And Mr. Burns like, hello, children. I bring you love. And Willie's there, ah, it's a monster. Kill it, kill it. And Smithy goes, it's not a monster. It's Mr. Burns. And then Willie says, oh, it's Mr. Burns. Kill it, kill it. <laughs> <laughs> no respect for Burns. Nope. Anymore. So Smithers tell, tells him there's a perfectly good explanation for all this, right? Because every Friday, uh, Mr. Burns goes under some medical procedures designed to help Mr. Burns cheat death for another week, mm-hmm. right? So we see him getting like a what do you call it, assembly line, right? Yeah. And kind of uh, a conveyor belt. Uh huh. And we see some big burly dudes, uh, or his chiropractors, rearranging his spine. Yes, his extensive chiropractic readjustments. Uh huh. <laughs> And then uh, we see somebody put eye drops on him, which makes his eyes dilate. And then... Uh, Painkillers. Uh-huh. So they inject him with something and you just see him smile. Mm. <laughs> I love that part. It's yeah, and it's time for the vocal cord scraping. And that's going to be done by one doctor, Nick Riviera. Mm-hmm. And that the, the tool itself looks horrifying. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah, it's like medieval torture. Uh, and... Uh, Doctor Nick goes, don't worry, you won't feel a thing till I jam this thing this thing down your throat. <laughs> and it looks bad. Uh-huh. And so Smithers says, this, the whole ordeal leaves Mr. Burns twisted and disoriented. <laughs> right? And so he wanders out of the hospital off into the woods, and he has that green glow, right? Uh-huh. And then Doctor, we see Dr. Nick again. He's like, the most rewarding part was when he gave me my money. Mm-hmm. And Bart says, uh, but what's with the glowing? And Burns cuts in, um, I'll field that question. A lifetime of working in a nuclear power plant has given me a healthy green glow and left me as impotent as the Nevada Boxing Commissioner. And now I'm back to normal. I don't bring you peace and love. I bring you fear, famine, pestilence, and... And then uh, Dr. Nick shoots needle right real quick but he says time for a booster <laughs> and then burns reverts back to his alien like state yes and he starts singing good morning sunshine the earth says hello and so nimoy joins in all of springfield we see mulder and scully and chewbacca right uh-huh. and they're all raising their hands singing good morning sunshine right yeah and then so we see the picture freeze, and then we go back to the show, Leonard Nimoy's show, uh-huh. right? But it's not Leonard Nimoy narrating. It is the teenage kid. The pimple-faced teenager. He's like, and so concludes our tale. I'm Leonard Nimoy. Good night, and keep watching the skis up skies. <laughs> <laughs> and we hear the, uh, the X-Files music again. As the show ends. Yeah. Uh, this was a great episode. Fantastic. 
I mean, the to make Mr. Burns the alien itself. And it was bringing you love. Genius. Yes, so ridiculous. Genius. So good. Oh, man. And it was. This was a huge crossover thing when it came out. Yeah, I mean, they were advertising this for like a month before yeah. it actually happened. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So, obviously, this is a five donut episode. They brought back the chalkboard gag. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And the rest of the show did not disappoint at all. Um, I mean... Digs at the other networks, the digs at the wrong... Homer's getting hammered. Yeah. Um, Then uh, Barton, uh, Homer camping, trying to bond while... Searching for this alien. And it turned out to be Mr. Burns. Yeah. Oh, man. It's it, it's just nothing less like Moe's all paranoid of the feds. Why the hell does he have a killer whale? Mm-hmm. My question. We did actually get the actors for the X-Files to do the voices in this, too. Yep. Everybody was on board. With it. Yes. Uh, it was a big deal. Um the X-Files, how long did it last? Was it about five, while. six years, maybe? A while, yeah. Uh-huh. And what, two movies? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I've, I've wanted to go back and rewatch that at some point. I've never actually seen it. Wow. I haven't seen it all. I've seen, I would say, most of it. Is it on Netflix? It's on one of those. It's on mm. one of the platforms. You know uh, which show I really liked? Fringe? I never saw that. It's really good. Let's check that out. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll check this out and you check out Fringe. There you go. That'll work. But yeah, guys, I mean, I can't I can't overstate how big of a deal this was in television. Yeah. It was a different time. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we'll ever recreate that because you guys don't watch TV like we used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the day, if you missed that episode, you're going to have to wait and hopefully catch it on reruns. Yeah. If you were lucky, they would show it later that night again. Yeah. It was like was, at midnight or something. Uh, but that was few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree with you. I also give this a solid five donuts. Uh, great episode. Great gags. Um, gives great writing, a little, man. Gives a little bit more of a window into Moe's shady world. Even the gay joke with Smithers. And the, like, man, that's risky. Especially in 97. That's, yeah. a, that's a risky joke. Man. Opening the show with that. Yeah. <laughs> something gay, no doubt. What? You know, it's funny how Homer plays that loop on the VCR. Uh-huh. And that's, when you really think about it, the VCR was in its final days on that when they wrote that joke. Oh, it was pretty true. soon that that was going to give way to DVD. Yeah. Because what, DVD was by 2000, right? Or, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could buy a really expensive DVD player, but you could buy one. Yeah. And then later came the Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. Actually, what was the one before the Blu-ray? Oh, HD, HD DVD. DVD. That, yeah. that was a flop. Yep. Yep. And Blu-ray. Blu-ray won that war. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Man. Yep. Craziness. So, since uh, we're talking about these kids watching everything on streaming, do you think all those streaming platforms are going to survive? Or are they going to have to merge? They'll actually? consolidate. Yeah, they'll do that. That's, that's already what's happening. Yeah, I mean, there's too many damn things you can subscribe to now. That's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. Once they sort all that out. I mean, you're basically paying what you paid for cable before. Yeah, you are. It all came back. Yeah. So 
We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, guys, I mean, it's it's kind of a shame that we don't have those big TV events as often anymore. The whole country would seem to, like, tune in at the same time. It was like, uh, like when The Walking Dead started. You know, I think that was like the last, wasn't that like the last show? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah. Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but yeah, we don't get them as often as we used to like that. Because mm-hmm. it was every weekend, like everybody would watch The Simpsons. Yep. Everybody would watch TGIF. I love how they threw all that in there. Yes. What was it, the, the, somebody had Can't Miss Mondays or something like that. Yeah. It didn't last very long because the shows weren't that good, but they were trying something new for every day of the week. That's when networks would really compete to get you to watch. Yeah. And uh, whoever had the, like the, was it the ABC's TGI Fridays? The, it was the ABC's TGI Fridays because they had the majority of the good shows yep. on Friday night. Mm-hmm. But, I but, remember gathering around the TV for that. Yeah. Different times. Different times, different times. All right, guys. Uh, I Anything you'd like to mention before we sign off? Oh, let everybody know. Remember, we are going to have a change in the order soon. If it's not next episode, it'll be the one after. Because we will be uh, doing the Treehouse of Horror. Yes. So just prepare yourselves for that. Yes, for it's for spooky season. we got to be ready for spooky season, right? Yes, remember, we skipped it because it was the first episode of this particular season. So we've yeah. been saving that one for you guys. We're going to go back to it. Yes, just in time for Halloween. And, uh, and... Until next week, au revoir, suckers.